When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we are uh, bringing on a very special guest by the name of Preston Guy. He is a staff writer over at TigerBait.com, and he is covering all things LSU football. Hey, let me tell you something. We are very excited to have Preston, and we are going to try to cover some recruiting for LSU, the Brian Kelly hire, and what are the vibes like around that fan base. And we are going to go over who is who is going to win this quarterback battle at, at, at LSU. And, and Preston's going to give us his thoughts, hopefully. And then we're going to talk about uh, some, some transfer portal moves and, and what is this what is this LSU offense going to look like under Brian Kelly. And, and can LSU get back to, to the defensive-minded LSU football that we are all accustomed to seeing? You know, for many years we all know that LSU has prided themselves on the defensive side of the football with so many great players uh, over the years NFL draft picks and and just just the talent coming out of Louisiana so guys I can't wait and and we are extremely excited to have Preston on so we are going to try to get him in here right now and get this thing going thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight we are joined by a very special guest by the name of Preston Guy, the staff writer over at TigerBait.com, covering all things LSU football. Man, Preston, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good, Blake. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no doubt, man. I, I really, uh, I'm really excited to have you on to talk about some LSU football, man, and the exciting things that are coming up in this 2022 season. How do you feel about it? Well, this is going to be a lot of change. I thought coming into that that season after the national title, I wouldn't see more new with LSU football than that, um, you know, going into 2020. But there's going to be a lot of new faces. Uh, Coaching staff has almost been reworked. The roster, of course, for the bowl game, LSU was in the 30s for Mm -hmm. the number of scholarship players available. So you're going to see a lot more new faces, a lot more media folks scratching their head. Wait, who's number 51 again? Uh, you know, a lot of that. A lot of new around LSU football. 
I heard that, Preston. Man, uh, it, you know it, it's got to be an exciting time down there, though, with the with the hire of Brian Kelly. Man, uh, what are the vibes like around the fan base down there? What are they feeling like? Yeah, fans are very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Brian Kelly is the most successful tenured coach LSU has ever hired mm-hmm. at the time of hire. Uh, of course, LSU did actually hire Nick Saban, as we all know, <laughs> and. He's, you know, I'm not saying Brian Kelly's better coach. I'm just saying at the time yeah. of the hire, Brian Kelly's a far more accomplished coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the all-time. We're talking about the current uh, leader in college football. He has the most wins of any current college football coach. So th- these things speak volumes, and I think a lot of fans looked at. You know, he didn't quite ever get it done, but he made the playoffs twice, and and. Uh, uh, went to the national title at Notre Dame another mm-hmm. time, uh, and they they just looked at it as that's a hard place to get that top end talent, you know, mm-hmm. out there in the Midwest. At Notre Dame, it's, it's tough to get that SEC speed. You need to win a championship, and at LSU, SEC speed grows on trees around here. So they're really <laughs> expecting that LSU is going to be what Brian Kelly needed to be pushed over the top to a championship, and vice versa. Brian Kelly will be able to bring that oh-so-desired consistency of the program because the highs have been very high for LSU in the last 20 years. But uh, in between, they'd probably like to see uh, a, a little bit, a few more, you know, uh, 10, 11-type uh, win seasons in between. Well, Preston, man, you know, I'm over here in Alabama, and, and it's it's nothing but Auburn and, and Alabama over here. And, and when Brian Kelly got hired, man, I remember I got on Facebook and I said, please don't kill me. Please don't get mad at me. But I feel like Brian Kelly can win a national championship at LSU. And, man, the just the lashing that I got on Facebook that day. I mean, people were telling me that I was an idiot. And, oh, well, he, he couldn't do nothing at Notre Dame. And he got blown out every time he, he made it to the playoffs. But – I, my response was, there, "There's a little bit of, uh, there's a little different athleticism at LSU than there is at Notre Dame, and and Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm just being real, man. I, I think he could do dangerous things at LSU." Well, Blake, let me give you some perspective here to address that because a, a lot of people like to shy away from the coach who can't win a big game, mm-hmm. you know. But the fact of the matter is, every coach is the coach who can't win the big game until they win the big game. Yep. Um, and I will argue that LSU has the most unfair recruiting advantage in the country. <laughs> if you look at the per capita talent at Louisiana, Louisiana is about the sixth or seventh most talent-producing state. And LSU doesn't have to compete for talent with anybody in state. It's mm-hmm. not even close. It's probably been 100 years since a school in state beat out LSU for a recruit. Mm. Um, and that being said, even beyond that, you stretch the geography. The Mississippi schools are up north. Louisiana, LSU's down south. University of Texas is in Austin. It's a little further north. Mm-hmm. Basically, recruits have to drive 500 miles past LSU's campus to find the next Power 5 school it's actually competing with. Mm-hmm. There's Houston, about three and a half hours away that's a Power 5 school. But just quite frankly, Houston really isn't competing for Louisiana kids. Now, maybe mm-hmm. if there's a Texas kid, that might be tough. Um, but I, I even would argue LSU probably has an advantage day one over Houston. So the recruiting advantages in LSU are unfair. 
LSU's not a program that should be hanging out at six and seven. It's That's just, a fact. You, you have to have a lot of things being done very poorly to perform that, that mm-hmm. bad at LSU. It's just, it's just nature. LSU, when it's not winning championships, is an underachieving program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the last 20 years. I mean, because it should be. The bar should be set at 10 wins for this program. No doubt. So that's, that's because of all that, the expectations are elevated for Brian Kelly to succeed. And in terms of whether or not he can win a championship, I'll, I'll, I'll preface another angle for you. Um, Ed Ogeron and Les Miles both won national titles at LSU. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that speaks volumes to LSU tends to be a job that will make a coach. Uh, if you can, there's a few ingredients you got to add to the pie in, in Louisiana, just because Louisiana will not naturally produce the offensive lineman you need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. It will not naturally produce the quarterback you need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. All three quarterbacks who've won a championship in the last 20 years, Matt Mock, Matt Flynn, Mm -hmm. and uh, Joe Burrow from Indiana, Texas, Ohio. Mm -hmm. You you pretty much have to go out of state. In fact, I I would struggle to find a local quarterback who has produced at a high level. Arguably, Miles Brennan could be the first one in a long time Mm -hmm. uh, on roster. Of course, he went to high school in Mississippi, but he was originally from New Orleans. Yeah. You're going to have to do that, and that, that's the hope. Uh, I think most people would definitely argue that Brian Kelly is certainly an upgrade from Ed Ogeron and Les Miles. Mm-hmm. I, Preston, I, I agree with you there, man. And and one thing, you know, talking about recruiting at LSU, and and you said that, that the guys have to drive about 500 miles past, past LSU's campus. Um uh, I want to talk a little bit about the staff that Brian Kelly put together and the job that they have done yeah. in recruiting, man. I mean, you, you guys ended up with the 12th-ranked class in the country. Yeah, once you come in the transfer portal, that's right. Yeah. Well, I'll start with coaching staff. And almost every coaching move I saw, I said, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, there's one notable exception who's like a, whoa, my jaw's off, and that's Frank Wilson. Mm-hmm. Frank Wilson was, of course, the um, a former recruiting coordinator under Les Miles, running back coach who you know recruited Leonard Fournette and a bunch a plethora of talented running backs. Uh, he knows the Louisiana landscape very well. He was the head coach of McNeese, and Brian Kelly convinced him to come be the associate head coach at LSU. I think Brian Kelly desperately needed a guy or two to navigate the landscape. He also kept Brad Davis who I thought did a good job on the offensive line. He was the interim head coach for the whole mm-hmm. game. And I think that um, we wondered why he was picked as the interim head coach, although no one on staff was really qualified to be the interim coach. But we're like, I guess he's as good as any. Well, I think we kind of know now because he was the one who was retained. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a Baton Rouge native. Um, and he seems to be doing a very good job recruiting and developing. The offensive line wasn't good last year, but it was his first year on staff. I'm not sure you can really blame him for what he inherited, and they showed improvement toward the end of the year, a dramatic improvement, I would mm-hmm. argue. So a lot of these guys fit into, the, well, that's a good hire. None of them are questionable or head-scratching. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year when Ogeron replaced 
uh, Ensminger and Bo Pelini with two rookie coordinators, uh, and, and Durante Jones and Jake Deeks, we all kind of sat there scratching our heads. We were like, okay, really? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're a great coach and you know what to look for in a guy who's never called plays at this level before, then by all means, and it didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that a lot of these coaches, Dan Brock did a good job at, as OC of Cincinnati, although it's not like this lighted up 500 yards per game offense, just consistent and won a gosh almighty a lot of football games up there. And I think that means something. Of course, Dan Brock was his offensive coordinator at Notre Dame the year they went 4-8, and eight, mm-hmm. so that might be a little bit of a red flag, but I tend to think that, you know, one season versus a, a plethora of seasons at Cincinnati, and there's just a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. It's a good hire. Matt House is another good hire. He was a successful D.C. in Kentucky before uh, really improving the linebacker play at Kansas City Chiefs, uh, went to multiple Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So all these guys are good. Now, there were some names that were floated during this coaching search, search where I was like, dude, that's a grand slam. Oh, my God. And they did not pan out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good, not a ton of great. But, again, the hope is that you get consistency across the board. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the recruiting class. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, uh, he inherited a recruiting class that needed a lot of numbers put into it. Um Essentially, you needed to sign 32 guys, mm-hmm. and you had 12. And you had a really good nucleus in those 12, actually. You just had to keep them happy. Mm-hmm. Walker Howard, his number two school, if, if because, you know, he, he's the quarterback, five-star. Uh, yep. TigerBait.com, we have him as a five-star, number one quarterback in the country. Incredible athlete. Um, incredible kid. Uh he was committed to LSU. His dad played at LSU, so it was kind of no-brainer. But, of mm-hmm. course, with the new with, – with the coach being fired, he had to look for backup options. His number two school was Notre Dame because of Brian Kelly. So that, <laughs> that, that fit like a jigsaw puzzle right there. And then you had five-star offensive tackle Will Campbell, yep. who coach Brian Kelly hinted at he might be your starting left tackle. Oh, that wow. would both concern and surprise me. But the kid, the, the kid's not lacking for talent. I just mm-hmm. there's not very many true freshmen offensive <laughs> linemen who do well. Yeah, that's speak. a tough task. <laughs> and you got Emory Jones uh, as a uh, you know interior offensive lineman yep. who will be coming in, and he's you know an outstanding player. So so you had four offensive linemen. Uh, you had Walker Howard, the five star quarterback. You had a lot of pieces in place. Mm-hmm. You just had to keep that nucleus intact, and then just build upon it. At first, it was a bunch of misses for Brian Kelly on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. Trail. In fact, on signing day, he went two for six oh, on man. players he wanted to bring in. So it was more about the misses. Well, then comes Harold Perkins, who I believe is the best player in the country. Huge kid. Because I've seen him or watched him play. Um, I'm getting that from our sister site, TexAgs.com, who covered Texas A&M, mm-hmm. who've seen him in person out there in Texas. And they just... They, they awed over him. They, they they could not say enough nice things about him mm. until he went to LSU. <laughs> so, yeah, and then that transfer portal, man. Uh, Brian Kelly has hit that really hard. Yeah, I mean, tons did. of 
good quality players, offensive linemen they desperately needed, like mm-hmm. Miles Frazier, uh, Joe Fouché, safety out of Arkansas. Lots and lots of good players. And that's the theme of Brian Kelly so far, in my opinion. A ton of good and a couple great sprinkles in there. Man, Preston, I love that. Uh, just, I, I, I think he's done. I think he's done a, a, a damn good job so far, man. With, you know, everything that he was left with down there, and 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 uh, I just, I, I really like it, man. Something, something's just telling me. I know a lot of people over this way. They, uh, they don't, they don't really like it, but I do, man. I, I think it's, I think it's going to end up being pretty special down there with him. But, you know, getting, getting to the, to the offense right now Preston and and I'm looking at this quarterback room man and and one of the guys is as I said earlier Jaden Daniels him transferring from Arizona State man and then like you said earlier Miles Brennan uh these two guys I see where they're battling it out and and then um if I'm not mistaken Nussmeyer redshirted correct Nussmeyer did redshirt. That's why he didn't play the mobile game. So yeah, he's going to be back as a freshman. Yeah, so man, a loaded quarterback room. Uh, who 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 ends up winning this quarterback spot, man? Well, let me tell you about the quarterback room, in my opinion, so far. And all I have is our film that we've been getting. Mike Scarborough's been at practice every day getting film on them. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing, but we haven't really seen a ton of scrimmage snaps yet. Yeah. Uh, I think the spring game will tell me a lot more. Um, I think they look sharp in practice, but it's hard to truly evaluate how looking sharp in practice yeah. translates into being a successful quarterback in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I don't have a ton of confidence in any one of those guys that they will be an above-average SEC quarterback this year. Mm. I don't. Um, although, we saw Miles Brennan for three games mm-hmm. play, above, play as an above-average quarterback he hasn't played football for two years. Uh, he's been highly injury prone. He hurt his shoulder in a fishing accident last year. Does he still have the, that same oomph? Is he still is? I mean, what what kind of athlete will he be out there? Mm. Um, so that's a question. Can he stay healthy? Mm. Is a question. And can he fend off the newcomer, Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State? So. The, the, the breakdown on, J, on Jaden is he was uh, very highly recruited, one of the top five quarterbacks in the country, went to Arizona State under uh, Herm Edwards out mm-hmm. there and was a freshman phenom, uh, just throwing you know, 20-plus touchdowns, only a handful of interceptions, very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-12, of course, did a very limited COVID season, but he still played well in only 80 passes or so. He threw five touchdowns, one intercept in 2020. And then came 2021 and Arizona State did have a lot of drops and personnel problems and I wasn't a fan of the offense they were calling mm-hmm. and he had a very un- he had 10 touchdowns 10 interceptions last year very unproductive yep. and uh, watching the film I-, I did a few you know uh, charted a few about about 100 or so of his passes last year uh, he's got some accuracy issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just guys not getting open. It wasn't just it was some, sometimes they, they were off base. So we'll see. I, I, I wonder if he's a good fit because he is a Denbrock-style quarterback. Mm-hmm. And maybe they use him right in a way that that 
he's more designed to be successful in, and maybe that's what good coaches do is they bring out the best in a quarterback. I'd say given health and his ability to run the football, which he's an elite runner. There's mm-hmm. no one who's going to uh, criticize his ability as a runner. He, he is elite, will move your ball, and if you use him properly, that will be a weapon in your offense. Uh, I'd say given all that, he's your front runner. Now, Miles okay. Brennan, if he play, if if Miles Brennan returns to 2020 form and is throwing it all over the field just like he was, mm-hmm. he's 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 a he's a better passer. But there's a lot of ifs around that, so I, I wouldn't count out either of those guys. Now, Nussmeyer will be a freshman, and Nussmeyer needs some development. Uh, he looked like Brett Favre on steroids last year. <laughs> uh, he liked to go deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I kept on describing it is it's like every single play is fourth and 14 and you're down four with a minute to go with that. <laughs> just swinging for the fences and he really needed to work on some check downs so mm-hmm. hoping a good stable coaching staff will be able to say hey son calm down don't, don't, <laughs> don't run out of the pocket and be a superman like just look there's an easy throw just take it and then there's a guy Walker Howard. Oh, who, wow. Uh, he looks really, really sharp in practice. In fact, sometimes I'll do little little Twitter uh, Twitter spaces or talk mm-hmm. to... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. People on shows and stuff, and I'm like, just to be messy, I'm gonna tell you, Walker Howard looks really darn sharp out there. Um, Walker's coming off of multiple injuries mm-hmm. last year. Uh, he broke his leg, had some tendon damage, that kind of stuff. He's six one, and he's smaller, and he's under two hundred pounds. At least last I checked, he was about one ninety five ish or so. Mm-hmm. And he's put on weight, and I think most fans would prefer he take some time back to just get comfortable with the offense and then, of course, get the team around him more set in stone where other guys aren't learning their positions in offense so much with a true freshman out there calling the shots. They'd rather have a senior out there who can kind of you know, uh, be a calming presence and voice, and you've got two seniors on your roster. Um, but my God, the kid is sharp, and he's going to be a good player one day. I think in a perfect world, he doesn't have to play at all this year. And it's not unlikely that Walker Howard is your best quarterback on the roster right now. Oh, wow. Uh, it's just, do you want to play him coming off of injury, being mm-hmm. underweight? being a true freshman, shatter his confidence, shatter his body possibly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not 100% certain this team's going to be one that is even in a discussion for a championship. So uh, all these things play a factor in that. I, I My guess is that you'd be best off red-shirting Walker Howard. Oh, wow. Man. 
impressing. That was a hell of a breakdown, man. I I, uh, I can't wait to see who wins that job. And and Preston, now I, I kind of want to ask you, man, who's going to be around that quarterback uh, this coming fall in 2022? What are some guys, uh, some playmakers that are going to be around him? Well, a lot of new names out there. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line is going to be some work to figure out. Okay. Uh, that's the first thing you got to do. Of course, I mentioned Will Campbell. Miles Frazier is was a freshman All-American at FIU. Uh, in my opinion, that's one of the best signings in the country, mm-hmm. LSU did. But if you're talking weapons, wide receiver, you should have your certified superstar set in place. Let me ask you this, Blake. Mm-hmm. Do you know who the all-time SEC single-game receiving yards uh, uh, record holder is? I do not. Who is that? That's Kashawn Boutte, junior wide receiver at LSU. He, of course, put up over 300 yards against Ole Miss wow. in 2020. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, he was on pace to have a colossal season last year. Of course, he, like most of the team, suffered a season-ending injury mm-hmm. about halfway through, and he had about 20 guys in boots and scooters. That's <laughs> a fact. Of the year. Uh, hey, did I mention... You know, you went from 85 to 30-something scholarship players by the bowl game. It takes a lot to get there. Man. He should be your certified superstar on mm-hmm. offense. He should stay healthy. He, need, he needs to play some to improve his draft stock. He has not played a full, successful season. Behind him, at receiver, you've got one of the deepest receiving rooms I've seen for a while. Mm. Just in terms of how good is your, like, eighth man. Wow. Now, none of them have proven yet, put together a full season yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Daber shows a lot of promise. Uh, Brian Thomas, 6'5", big kid, shows some promise last year. Chris Hilton even caught two touchdowns in the bowl game from another wide receiver playing quarterback. Jack Besh is a local fan favorite. Oh, yeah. Stout slot guy. A lot of good players. It's going to be interesting who really breaks out to be that number two, three, four guy? Or do they just rotate those guys? Running back, going to be interesting. <laughs> Johnny Lee Jr. was a five-star running back out of desperate hand mm-hmm. with a ton of hype around him. He looked a lot like Reggie Bush to me. Mm-hmm. And that's it's lofty. And as a freshman, I remember every time he touched the ball, kind of held my breath like, oh, my God, is he about to break it? And no, he didn't. <laughs> And then, of course, that 2019 team was so loaded. He, oh, he kind of got buried behind a bunch of guys, right? Yeah, that that team right there, man, was was just, I mean, one of the greatest college football teams of all time. It was true. And I'm telling you, man, uh, in the press box on the very first drive, I could tell this team was going to do something special this year. Uh-huh. I, I just was like, I've never seen an LSU team like this. <laughs> Turns out I hadn't seen a college football team like that. That's a fact. But anyway, um, John Emery not play last year after having a slow sophomore season in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not play in 2021 due to academic issues. It was not grade-related. Mm-hmm. It had something to do with getting credited for a class and missing too many classes. or It had something to do with academics not related to failing a class or anything like that, not mm-hmm. related to performance. It was more of a clerical-type issue. Um and I know COVID was a factor for that 
that issue. So he was ineligible. He is back ineligible for this season, and he has put on a ton of weight. Remember I told you he reminded me of Reggie Bush, one of mm-hmm. those slender type guys. He's thick now. And I'm interested to see how much of his speed he's caught. He's probably the front runner to be your starting running back. Of course, you uh, bring in Noah Kane, who was a five-star running back at Penn State. Mm -hmm. He was a bruiser, big guy. Injuries held him back. He never had more than 500 yards or so, but Mm -hmm. that's a guy who will compete to be your starter. Remember that transfer portal hit real hard for LSU. And then, of course, you've got the two freshmen from last year, Armoni Goodwin and Corey Kiner, who looked good in spots, but Mm -hmm. never never quite really remained consistent so again notice that these rosters a lot of guys who are looking to prove something guys who have shown flashes of talent a lot of chips on their shoulders a lot of chips on (laughs) shoulders quarterback Jaden Daniels great as a freshman bombed out last year had to transfer Noah Kane five star hadn't panned out at Penn State injuries John Emery five star looked good in flashes, academically ineligible, hadn't played, been waiting his turn, now he's a senior. A lot of guys with potential, but chips on their shoulder. Maybe, maybe I think if this team were to go on and do something great, it would be because, <laughs> let's, let's put it like this, all those, those you know, 20-some-odd guys who were hurt at the end of last year, I mm-hmm. think a lot of those injuries probably could have been sucked up if need be. There's going to be none of that for these guys. All of these guys are looking to prove something. So uh, a lot a lot of good on this roster. We'll see. Well, Preston, man, uh, you know, for, for years and, and just me coming up watching SEC football, man, LSU always prided themselves on the defensive side of the football. So many great players and, and just elite NFL talent on that side of the football, man. What is this LSU defense going to look like in 2022? And is there a chance uh, that, that they can get back to that elite defense and, and you know, with just creating turnovers and, and you yeah. know, the the defensive line? And, and, you know, I know you lost Eli Ricks to Alabama and, and, and Stingley to the draft and everything. But, man, what overall, what is your grade on these guys? Well, we're looking for a lot of guys to step up. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to be interesting to see how Matt House does this. He's typically been a 3-4 guy. Mm-hmm. It's looking like he wants to run more of a 4-3 or multiple type front. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, and I think on the defense, the strength, the new strength and conditioning program plays a role. Of course, Tommy Moffitt was around LSU for, I mean, Saban hired Tommy Moffitt. <laughs> and Tommy Moffitt won three championships at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, uh, you know, he left the year before championships at Tennessee and Miami. He left uh, Miami in 2000 to go to LSU. Oh, one, they won. You know, that that was a team a lot of people heralded his greatest team of all time. Yeah. And he left for Miami from Tennessee in 97. Wow. And they went on the next year to win the championship. So he's been around five championship teams, but I think his – you know, uh, it's not uncommon that we see formerly great coaches not be able to adapt to the new environment. Mm-hmm. And I think it was time to go on. So we'll see the new strength and conditioning program. Reason I mentioned that a lot of these defensive linemen look big, man. Really? And, you know, yeah, they look. 
looks like we've seen some tremendous improvement with a lot of guys who were highly recruited but had have only been average players thus far. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're doing pretty well in spring practice so far. We'll have to see how that translates on the field in the fall. But guys like Jaqueline Roy uh, is, is from, from U-High is an interesting one to see. Jacoby and Guillory, both those mm-hmm. guys have been very, you know, uh, physical specimens, but honestly, at times last year, Mason Smith, the five-star number one defensive tackle in the country as a true freshman, kind of looked like the more impressive guy out there. Mm-hmm. So with those three out there, you should be pretty good at that position. And then, of course, at defensive end, B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, those are guys who uh, we, we should, should be getting after the passer. There's mm-hmm. a true freshman, Quincy Wiggins from Madison Prep, mm-hmm. 6'7", 275. This kid is <laughs> a freak of nature, physically speaking. Long arms. He looks scary. I would not be surprised to see him get out there and get some action. I was a little afraid he got in a uh, – he got hit by a, a car at oh, his wow. All-American game, and I was thinking maybe he'd have a slow recovery, but seems to be uh, doing pretty well out there. So I, I'm – my guess is that the defensive line will be the strength of this team mm-hmm. this year. I mean, linebacker will be good. You got um, uh, Mike Jones coming back. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from from Clemson and played serviceably uh, last year, and uh, hopefully he's going to get more play time and step up this year. Uh, Micah Baskerville is another one, but I, I, I mean, I'm not expecting either one of those guys to be like you know first round draft pick type guys or anything like that. Mm-hmm. DB, they've had to completely reload. Uh, Greg Books and Joe Fouché were both good DBs at Arkansas last year. Yep, both those guys from Louisiana both transferred back to LSU. A lot of these transfer portal guys are Louisiana boys who LSU let slip out or mm-hmm. misevaluated and turns out they're good players well they're coming home so both those guys i expect to be starter um at safety uh they're sage ryan five-star kid from last year hardly played last year but five stars he's battled a lot of nagging injuries um so i, I think there's i think there's guys like mason smith who scream gonna be a superstar mm-hmm. eventually and then there's just a lot of, of solid players across the board on this defense. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how Matt House uh, puts it together and, and what style of defense he chooses to play with. Um, oh, I will say this. The cornerback uh, out of Oklahoma State, senior cornerback uh, Jared Bernard Converse, mm-hmm. I'm hearing very, very good things about him at corner. Uh, I, I, I would expect it to good things out of that well Preston I don't doubt that man it's DBU down there as, as I as I like to call it and uh and I also catch a little flack here in Alabama about that because Alabama fans like to say that you know they're also DBU and and all that stuff so uh, man I I just I can't wait for this LSU team man and and the last thing I want to ask you is looking at this schedule I want you to give me a prediction of the 2022 LSU football Tigers, man? Well, before I go game by game and break down everything, I'm telling people, you know, 
It's a little too early to see. I'd like to see what they do with this transfer portal. One of the gaping holes I currently see is center mm-hmm. on the roster. I think that could be problematic, to say okay. the least, if they don't find someone. So they've got three spots they can still fill with mm-hmm. the transfer portal. I'll be interesting to see who gets those last three spots. I really want to watch the spring game just to see what's going on the mind like like what's going to be the bread and butter of this offense what's yeah. going to be the base formation on defense mm-hmm. and how these guys play together because they're almost all new um i'll tell you this currently i'm thinking seven or eight wins okay um i think nine or ten wins given the roster brian kelly inherited would put him in coach of the year discussions like SEC mm. coach of the year. Uh, if not, I think 10 wins is that, that locks it down. Oh yeah. Um, 100%. You should think about this. Like you're, you're talking about 39 scholarship players at the bowl game. Yeah. That means coming into this season, you're going to have 45 or so players who are either coming off of injury or are new to the team. Yeah. That's a lot, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a two deep uh, <laughs> and really you only had one deep when you played the ball game you know and, like, and Preston you know most of your players are going to be being broken in in one way or another so that's just tough yeah man and you know Preston I'm not going to say the you know another team's name on here um but they they backed out of their bowl game and and you guys had 38 <laughs> players and uh and y'all played with yeah. a with a what a wide receiver at quarterback man That's right. I mean that's right. sure did. I mean just that's just mad respect right there that uh you know um the other team that I'm talking about they they pulled out because they just didn't feel like playing I guess I don't know. But yeah. uh I'll tell you what it was funny. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen LSU completely get their butts whooped. And all the fans were just so proud still. No doubt. They were just like, you know what? I mean, that, that, I'm proud of these kids who showed up and played. The coach wasn't there. Half their team wasn't there. But they just showed up and played their hearts out. Man, I watched every second of it, Preston. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a huge Auburn fan. But, uh, I, I mean, I just sat there in my living room, man, and I said, you know what? I mean, this is college football, man. Like, they didn't shy away from the moment. They they stepped up. They were shorthanded, and they played the damn game, man. And and that's what it's all about. And I think that in this time of college football, uh, LSU taught taught some other people some lessons that night. I, I really believe that. But I hope so, man, I think college football needs a little bit of that toughness and grittiness back in it. I that's think, a fact. Uh, uh, a few of the things have made it a tougher sport to follow: transfer portal and I know. Ooh, <laughs> Preston, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about the other team with the NIL stuff either. Um, you know, uh, I'm not going to bring that up. But, man, the 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 last two things I, I got to ask you, Preston, is before I let you go, man, is how did y'all teach Brian Kelly that accent so fast? And does Brian Kelly suck the heads of crawfish, man? Look, if he doesn't suck the heads of crawfish, he's not doing it right. He ain't eating them right. Soon enough. <laughs> but, um, look, yeah, the accent stuff, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I heard him say family. <laughs> and my first thought was, 
first thought was, okay, he meant he was going to say friends, but then realized he needed to say family. So he just he called an audible mid-word. Okay. <laughs> I, that was my thought. But I guess, I don't know. I guess, I guess the entire nation just thought it was uh, faking a southern accent. If he, if he was trying to fake a southern accent, <laughs> I never heard any southern person talk like that. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Preston, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, sure. man, you know, I ask all my all my guests that I bring on if, if, you know, I'd love to have you back on and if we could get you on during like an LSU bye week to do like a, a midterm report, you know, or, or something like that. What do you feel about that, man? I'm all about it, man. You know where to hit me up. That's awesome, Preston. Man, once again, I really appreciate you coming on and we'll talk soon. Thank you, bud. All right, Preston. Wow, everybody, Preston Guy from uh, TigerBait.com. What a guy. Broke down LSU football, uh, let you know about the quarterback battle, Brian Kelly, the staff that he hired, what the defense is going to possibly look like. Uh, you know, his prediction on the upcoming season said, hey, let me let me watch the spring game first. Uh, right now I think it's a 7-8 win team. You know, I mean, he, he's right on course with everybody else around the country. And, you know, I, I just – I love that answer with, hey, let me watch the spring game first and, and, and let me see these guys perform. I haven't got to watch a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff on them, but the limited amount that we have gotten, you know, it, it – it, let me, let, me, let me see it all play out. So, you know, he said the ceiling and coach of the year for Brian Kelly would be 10 wins, and I truly believe that. Uh, I think if, if they get to 9 or 10 wins, Brian Kelly locks it down. Um, and – I just hell of an episode, man. And, and once again, thank y'all for joining me, Preston. I can't say it enough, man. I really appreciate you coming on. And guys, this has been another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. And and I'm gonna continue to try to bring you guys some more SEC guests and really break down this beautiful conference of college football that we get to experience week in and week out in the fall. And hey, I'll catch you guys on the next one. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 